all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonora Kravota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So, you know, we're approaching the uh, end of the year. and it's The getting, clock is ticking. It, you know, it's hard to believe it's 2023. And uh, the liberals are still trying to figure out, you know, how to virtue signal and uh, figure out that... Uh, equality is better than equity i think they've figured out virtue signaling i think they have not figured out how to do it effectively that's right oh they have mastered election rigging true so carrie lake came out with a uh an announcement uh talking about the latest on the court cases and her appeal and certain other things Uh, it's a shame that she has to go through that yeah um there is so much evidence out there of election fraud, and we have to get rid of a, a lot of the, the gimmicks and scams mm-hmm. that are enabling the Democrats to cheat. One of the things we, we do know uh, is that the Democrats will say and do anything to cheat. We know that because they, we know that they can't win on the issues, that they avoid debate at all cost, and... At some point, um, they just need to, you know, ballot harvest and basically grow ballots like like you would grass, yeah, right? Blades of grass. So, uh, and then at the end, we're going to have um, words and names that give leftists nuclear to- uh, toddler meltdowns. So we'll see if we can uh, have some fun with that. Um, and then Andrew Tate, if you buck the system, he's uber masculinity guy right yeah andrew tate so he got arrested in romania bucharest yes and he's not released on bail but uh they say he was sex trafficking or human trafficking to uh young girls so we don't know the truth about that because you know we never did see that list of johns related to the epstein right? true enough we're we all never those did. johns uh, but oh, they're globalists. So you know, how about uh, Sam Bankman-Fried? You know, 
isn't he? Shouldn't he be behind jail uh, bars right now for ripping people off of billions of dollars? Yeah. Uh, but no, they're going to go after Andrew Tate because she had a argue, He had an argument with Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Who basically is working for the World Economic Forum, writing books, flying all over private, uh, you know, with a carbon footprint the size of Texas, and she's in the name of climate change. You got to save the world. If you want to save the world, you have to save the banks, is yeah. what she said. Of course, the banks are also instrumental in human trafficking. I mean, because we know that now because of what just happened with J.P. Morgan getting sued by the Virgin Islands, right? Yeah. So you got all this human trafficking going on because apparently the Epstein Island was under the jurisdiction of the Virgin Islands. And J.P. Morgan was turning a blind eye, as was Deutsche Bank, and turning a blind eye to Epstein knowing full well that he was running girls in and out, flying women all over the place. And um, so they were endorsing it. They turned a blind eye to this because Epstein was too important to them. And speaking of climate, uh, you know, um, the Omnibus, $1.7 trillion Omnibus, gets flown down to St. Croix, which is where Joe Biden is. Yeah. Talk about the carbon footprint behind that. Yeah. It's like, you know. Now, I understand it didn't fly private, the, the piece of paper that he had to sign. But it did fly. And it, it did expend a lot of energy. But, and you an know, and I'm sure that wasn't an electric. And flight. It was not, it was not the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Pony Express. And then that, wasn't, that was not an electric plane. I don't think they even invented those yet. And even if they did, there's not enough cobalt, nickel, or uh, lithium on Earth to satisfy the demand that would come to play if everybody drove an electric vehicle mm-hmm. and everybody had an electric plane and an electric boat and an electric this and that. There's not enough Congos in the world to support that. It's a ruse. It's, it's, it's as big of a lie as covid And the profiteering that went on with COVID is also going on with climate. Climate is the same play. It's just instead of a sweep to the right in football language, uh, because college football bowls are coming up. Yeah, yeah. um, This is the weekend for it. Instead of a sweep to the right, it's a sweep to the left. Yeah. You know, it's just another play from the same playbook. And as I've been saying, we're going to be covering the CIA stuff to let you know just how much this tradecraft hasn't changed in over six decades since the JFK assassination and beyond that. And we're going to be putting together a special show during this uh, sort of lame duck uh, segment uh, of Congress. And speaking of lame ducks, McCarthy still doesn't have the votes to be Speaker of the House. I know, isn't that amazing? And they're going to take these votes, and we're going to get in the new Congress, and we're going to have all kinds of committee hearings going the other way, which is great. But it's looking more like Biggs is going to get it. Yeah, Andy Biggs. I mean, a lot of people love Jim Jordan, but as I said yesterday on the show, 
Jim Jordan's too valuable to be speaker of the where, House. Yeah, he's where he is right in, now, he's too valuable. He is. He's such a great investigator. He's got a great team behind him. And rather than be a whip, your speaker of the House is sort of like a whip. Yeah. You know, it's a whip and uh, it's a speaker and it's setting the agenda. And and uh, Kevin McCarthy has no business being around that gavel, as does Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is as corrupt as you could ever find a politician. Since Lindsey Graham or Joe Biden, you know, the Biden lies. And this is what you get. You get all of this stuff. I mean, people are talking about this this Santos guy, yeah. uh, the guy from New York that lied about his heritage. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden's been lying his entire life. Exactly. So I just queued up the show because we have clips that corroborate and support everything I just said. And we're going to start with Andrew Tate. Uh, you know, he was arrested and he has, it's, it comes a day after he picks a fight or a fight was picked with him over Greta Thunberg. And he says, well, I have 33 cars and I have, you know, and he's smoking a cigar. Oh, there's my carbon footprint. You know, like basically go shove it. Yeah. Take your nonsense elsewhere because we all know what it is. You know, on Washington Examiner's list of the most Googled people in the last year, he's number eight. Yeah, he's he's I've never heard of him before this year. I want to know his PR agent yeah. because number eight out of 10. Pretty good. Because a PR agent does that stuff. Yeah. That's what that's how a PR agent works. I mean, a PR agent makes that happen. And but, you know, you it smells like <clears throat> There's so many other fish to fry. Andrew Tate, really? Yeah. Two young girls. He's pretty young himself, but you know he still boxes in the ring and does some other stuff. Uh, he's into mixed martial arts. Uh, frankly, he's a YouTuber and a, and a social media guy. I, I don't know where he makes all of his money. I think it's in crypto and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's got this message right now that's just, you know, it seems to me like, the thing they hated worst about Trump is that he said the news was fake and that political correctness is just a shield to censor speech. And as soon as he said that, he was enemy number one by the CIA, the spooks in the intelligence community, and the uh, mockingbird press that works for the intelligence mm-hmm. community to control government and to coerce policy. That's really what it, this is all about. And... You know, when I do this CIA show, it's going to be it's going to be mind blowing. Honestly, the stuff I have, I've been have I been spending a lot of time researching this stuff. One might say that. Yeah, it's like you you think might think I'm a, I so I had to defend myself and I said, well, look, I said it's not that you know I've always sort of been interested in the JFK assassination, but it's not that. It's that what we're seeing today with the raid of Mar-a-Lago and what we're seeing with the, you know, the Epstein turning up dead in his cell, you know, it reminds me of Jack Ruby and, and uh, all these different things. You know, basically, the stuff we're seeing today is no different than the stuff we were seeing in the 60s. As soon as you touch that third rail, you go after the intelligence community. It's like, it's like Chucky e. Schumer, Crocodile Tears Schumer said. Mm-hmm. He's like, you go after the intelligence, they'll find six ways to take you down. Yep. Six ways till Sunday. Yeah. So you can't tell me that, you know, this This is not to somehow to silence Andrew Tate. And he even predicted it. He said, 
He said, first they're going to come out, smear you, then they're going to arrest you, then they're going to kill you, is what he said. Yeah. He said, but I'm not going to speak, stop speaking. And, you know, and then um, I was listening to, um, I, I read this tweet and I talked about it yesterday, about the emasculation of our country. Mm-hmm. You know, the trans, the trans soldiers mm-hmm. and all of this, you know, attack on Christianity. Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out, like, where this comes from. And basically, if you're a country of, of uh, mentally ill trans people mm-hmm. that, that, that basically don't have a spine, don't have anything that you're standing on, don't have any principles, then you're not going to fight for your country. Yeah. If you open up the floodgates and open up the borders and... Everybody that's around you isn't even a citizen anymore. You wake up one day and you wonder, where am I living? Am I even yeah. in America? So when they call for fighting for your country, you say, what country am I in? Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a gray area. Like, is this really America anymore? Yeah. And what do you what what is left to fight for? Is it the economics? Because inflation is through the roof. That omnibus is doing nothing but causing headaches for Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve. Right. Because as he raises your rates and makes everything more expensive, Joe Biden is liquidating the dollar by injecting another $1.7 trillion worth of pork down your throats. That money gets spent into the economy. It's taken out of your pocket in the middle class. And it's put into the researcher labs and and it's put into green energy and it's put into but those things are getting spent. And that money's getting injected. And guess what's not happening at the same time that money is flooding the economy? At the same time that money's flooding the economy, no the labor participation rate it remains stagnant. And in fact, I hear that Twitter is closing down their Seattle headquarters. Yes. And and this is after they laid off a whole bunch of people because they realized that they could do just fine without all those people. That's right. Because you don't need all the censors. And Facebook ought to get the memo, too. And, and I think been, they will. Well, they've still been censoring me. Um, I actually played the Jane Goodall video, right? Yeah. And I, I said something really benign. I said, basically... People like Jane Goodall and Bill Gates want to uh, reduce the world's population, and people like Elon Musk want to raise it. Yeah. And that's true. And then there's her saying, uh, we need, in the name of climate and whatever, we need to reduce the... And they said this is partially false, and they cited some Associated Press fact Mm -hmm. checker. They, They took the time to fact check that. Why are they protecting population control and climate change so aggressively? You wonder. They did it with COVID. They were full of lies, a pack of lies. They're being exposed right now. And election fraud will be the next big holy grail. But check this out. This is a women banned for women women in high school. Mm-hmm. They're banned from their women's locker rooms to accommodate transgender women. That's where we are in 2022. Let's take a listen to this. So... It sounds like a junior reporter from some local outlet, um, but here it is. Sports and use whatever locker room corresponds with their gender. But some members of the Randolph girls volleyball team say that they object to having one of their transgender teammates use be in the room while they change. I spoke to one of the girls. 
it's a huge thing. Everyone's asking, like, so why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Like, High school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls' locker room. My mom wants me to do this interview to try to make a change. Ellen says the dispute started when the trans student made an inappropriate comment while members of the volleyball team were getting changed. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on the team or at school, but specifically in the sports and use yeah yeah you don't want to change naked in front of some freak show right i mean some mentally ill dude with hairy legs with uh some some sort of like lipstick on his face yeah you well you know it? this story has evolved so much because when we first started talking about these types of issues i want to say about eight years ago the issue was where does the transgender person change and, the, and it was all about let's create a third bathroom well now we're kicking the women out of their own bathrooms and their own locker rooms and speaking of election fraud this guy writes just happened this is unbelievable this is this was written december 29th okay mm-hmm. just happened uh, 2022, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> just happened 40 days ago during the uh, November 8th midterms, large numbers just happened 40 days ago during the November 8th mid- midterms, large numbers of ballots from across the nation came into a U.S. post office service in Chicago sorting center. All the ballots were thrown into the garbage. Reason? Ballots were from high-density Republican areas. Source, first-hand witness. And the person said, we need to get back to election day voting and counting the end, uh, counting and end this mail-in voting scam. The Democrats will never win another election if that's the case. And I got to say, this here, Donald Trump wrote this out, okay? He said this. He said, so if the FBI illegally suppressed all of the really bad information on the Biden family, like the laptop, Mm -hmm. at a level never seen before, it was Russian disinformation, they said. And this is is Trump truthing. Uh, While at the same time not letting the many positive things accomplished by Trump get out to the public, but would instead put out bad stuff that would be the very definition of the government's rigging of an election. Pollsters projected this scam made a difference of millions of votes. What are the consequences? And I said, now that we know that Democrats will do anything to win elections, it's time we reject mail-in balloting with rare exceptions, reject early drop-off voting, reject ballot harvesting, and require all votes be counted by end of election night. If courts reject voter ID and they continue to do that, then ink their thumbs. Yeah. They should not have it both ways. No, they should not. You know, I understand the argument. The reason why the Supreme Court is rejecting the voter ID is because the Constitution is what they're bound to, and it says... Every citizen has a right to vote. But remember, in 2020, they took the citizen checkbox off the census. So we don't even know who a citizen is. So the Democrats who advocated that also want to ban voter ID and fight it tooth and nail, knowing that they have the Constitution on their side because the ID came into place after the Constitution was written. Yeah. 
So there's an interpretation there. If you need, you know, a license or an ID to get Sudafed or open up a bank account or get on a plane or whatever, those are not, though, constitutional rights, you see. Yeah. See, getting on a plane is not constitutional. No. Uh, but voting is. So that's where they that's where this voter ID battle struggles. So then the issue is that if they're going to win the argument of voter ID isn't constitutional and it suppresses the fine. I don't believe it suppresses the vote at all and there's proof that it doesn't. But if they win that argument then we have to somehow account for the idea that a person might choose to vote twice. And in the case of the U.S. Postal Service, with all kinds of ballots ending up in Chicago, then the problem there is the chain of custody. And we need, if, if that kind of fraud can happen, then, or if that kind of fallacy can happen, meaning just either foul play, negligence, or anything of the sort, if those things can exist, which there's proof that they did exist, then those uh, those um, procedures should be banned until they become foolproof. Yeah. Which means that we might have to go back to paper ballots because there's no chain of custody behind closed doors with these computers. So once you turn off the lights, anything can happen. And, you know, you see those spy mysteries. Yeah. The lights go out, and then yeah. next thing you know, it's a whodunit, right? It's like a, a game of Clue. Like, I don't know who, the butler did it, yeah. right? That kind of thing. So so um, if you have that, now you cannot have that with a country like ours. So one thing I really hope that happens in 2023 is we need to get away from politicians catering to ballots and uh, get uh, get get that appeal back into place about um, you know appealing to the voter and uh, you know that's the that's the main thing we need we need that and we need it as soon as possible this whole notion of abandoning ship and playing the game the tactics of the left isn't a good viable solution because then that just expands the fraud to where we we become this banana republic that we could somehow figure out a way to out-cheat the Democrats. That's not a solution to the problem. The solution to the problem is honoring due process and chain of custody. With that said, we should take a listen to Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake had something to say about this, and let's take a listen to this. And the interesting thing, Larry, is, you know, many different outlets were putting out our trial. It was a two-day trial. We were only given five and a half hours to prove our case. Even though we could have uh, showed more evidence and, and done even more for our case, we were only given five and a half hours by the judge. It was covered by numerous outlets. And every video I saw that was covering our trial, whether it be day one or day two, showed 400,000 views, 500, half a million views. A lot of people saw the evidence we put forth. And so in a way, we've already won because we're getting information out there, waking people up to the corruption in our election system. And I'm really, really pleased about that, that we were able to have that day in court. And I'm hoping our um, appeal is more of the same, where people actually get to see 
how corrupt this is. One of the things the judge would not allow us to bring forth was the count on the lack of signature verification, or at least the process that is so broken, where the people doing um, the signature verification were reporting to us, some of the whistleblowers that came forward, three of them, said they were denying tens of thousands of signatures every day. They were they were basically saying these were not legitimate signatures because they were just a scratch rather than a signature. But somebody in the chain of command was then taking those tens of thousands of signatures that weren't really signatures and pushing them forward and counting them as valid ballots when they were clearly not. And I'll tell you what, if the public would have been allowed to see that, Mm-hmm. Every man and woman in Arizona would immediately say, we don't want mail-in ballots anymore. There's no security with these ballots, and that is how they're cheating. And they are cheating, and there is fraud, and there is negligence, and it's too complicated, and you can go on and on, and we just need to get back to uh, the basics when it comes to our elections. And I think France is probably one of the better examples. You know, France is absolutely one of the better examples, and Kerry Lake is also on the list of the Googled people. But, you know, but, you know, it's interesting. How can France figure out by the, you know, shortly after their polls close, who's won? How is it that possible? And then we take like, what, three months to figure it out? And people are losing faith, you know, in the election process. You know, why even bother, right? Why even bother? Because it's going to be at the end of the day, it's going to be a computer rigging the system. So why even bother? And uh, what kind of country have we become? And Democrats, they've been cheating and lying forever. I mean, as long as I can remember. Uh, You know, it used to be, though, they they were better at camouflaging it. You know, someone would accuse them of uh, tax and spend, and they'd say, no, it's not tax and spend. Mm -hmm. It's really not. We get a return on our investment by spending more money. We actually make more money. No, that's not the way it works. No, no, not the way it works. But they would at least try. Now they just laugh in your face. You know, and that's the sad part of it. Uh, This other person tweeted this. He said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it won't matter which Republican runs for POTUS in 2024. If the election process in the seven key counties in seven states aren't corrected, the fix is in unless those legislatures get to work. Right. Or legislators get to work. Um, Robert Reich. Uh, Robert Reich. Remember him? Yes, Robert I remember Reich? Robert Reich. Okay. He's, a, he's a pundit. He was also an advisor to, uh, I think, Democrat, Clinton. He, he right? was in the Clinton administration. Yeah. But he uh, said this. He said, Wall Street has consolidated into five giant banks. Airlines have merged from 12 carriers in 1980 to four, just four today. A handful of drug companies control the pharmaceutical industry. Four giant con- giants control over 80%, four giants control over 80% of meat processing. The evidence of corporate concentration is ever everywhere. And I, I've been saying this global monopoly, yeah. you know, falls outside of the Sherman Act because the headquarters are in Ireland right. or Brussels or somewhere else. And this is also happening with the service professions. Like you've seen it with law firms. You've seen it with advertising agencies. You've been seeing the accounting firms. This has been going on over the last 30 years. Publishing firms. I mean, so many things. The names are getting so long when you look something up. There's like five names in the title. 
because yeah. of all this uh but you think about it wall street has consolidated into five banks what's that that's money yeah right airlines have merged from 12 to four today 12 in 1980 to four today that's mobility yeah transportation that's your ability to tra- yeah. transport yourself yeah a handful of drug companies control the pharmaceutical industry. Well, that's your health. Mm-hmm. And four giant control giants control the meat processing. That's your food. So the evidence of corporate concentration is everywhere. Robert Reich says this. I responded to that, and I said, globalist monopolies not only control your government, but they control your health, money, food, and mobility. We have seen them bully their customers by endorsing a radical agenda to deny your speech and your ability to hold them accountable by law or elections. So they're controlling the politicians who are controlling the laws and controlling the justice system and controlling the elections. You see, this is the problem. And we got to get corporations out of the mix, right? We do. We they have they they have no business doing the dirty work for the government any longer, and they were doing that with Jim Crow laws uh, back when the Democrats uh, this, uh, uh, in the South uh, passed Jim Crow laws. It was the Democrats that wrote those laws. True, in the South, and they colluded with corporations and businesses to. Uh, basically respect their guidelines, sort of like the COVID lockdown guidelines. Some of it was purely unconstitutional. But the corporations took the guidelines and went with the money because they didn't want to get fined or shut out of of business, shut down, or prevented from Just like China is doing with, you know, Apple and BlackRock, Right now, BlackRock and Apple are kissing the ring of Chairman uh, G in China and the CCP so that they could gain access to that 1.5 billion population and gain access to those slave laborers, right? They're slave laborers. They're working in concentration camps. And people don't even care. These people that say they care don't. And here's the thing. BlackRock and Apple control the media because they spend huge dollars on these corp uh, on these um, corporate media, and so the corporate media answers to those policies, those globalist policies that make everything possible. It's one thing that feeds the other, and it's all surrounding uh, basically powerful people that are impacting your life with policy, but they're not elected. So you have basically taxation without representation. That's what we have when $1.7 trillion in an omnibus gets flown down to St. Croix so that some guy that can't speak in complete sentences actually signs the doggone thing. It's insane. So here we got this. Virgin Islands claims Chase turned a blind eye to Epstein's trafficking, says Breitbart. So, you know... But they're going after Andrew Tate. You know, this is the this is the thing. It's it's, just, these are the two scales of justice. Yeah. Nine months ago, Sam Bankman Freed diverted $100 million in customer money to invest in a company called Dave. D-A-V-E. Dave is down 95% since then. 
<laughs> you would not want that guy to be your business advisor, right? Yes, but he's and free certainly the way and certainly the way he spoke about it, he's kind of like, yeah, you know, the blame does go with me, blah 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 blah. But he didn't seem really contrite. So get this, Sam Bankman-Fried, personal. This is new information. Personal Bitcoin wallet address. So it's out there, right? He's got this long string of codes and numbers. Received five deposits on December nineteenth. Huh. Didn't he post bail about that time? Yeah, just about that time. Yeah, so December 19th, totaling $229 million right before his extradition. The amounts were, and the amounts are right here, uh, basically $31,707,000, and then another one, $49.88. So it's a kind of strange thing. But all told, he transferred this stolen money to bail himself out. Do you know that's never been done before? I mean, how in the world does that happen? Yeah, how in the world does that happen is right. He steals the money. I mean, Madoff didn't get that luxury. It's kind of weird. There's a meme floating around that says, have you ever been so racist you receive an award from Jesse Jackson for hiring so many minorities? And, of course, there's a picture of uh, Donald Trump and uh, Jesse Jackson. So that was kind of fun. Cher. Cher is in the news. Leonora? Yes, yeah, Cher is in the news. Uh, why is Cher on the news? You don't know? Tell me. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Just checking on you. Just checking. I want to see if she's in the news for the same reason. Saw you I... looking at your phone over no, there. No, no, no. I, 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 you know, I, I, I was getting all types of New Year's messages that I thought, you know, might be important. Some so. kids, man, they, they just play they, on their Yeah, they play phones. on their cell phones. Yeah. So um, she says, got flu. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. And she's blaming the anti-vaxxers because, because of all that. Okay. Well, what's with the hand signals? <laughs> this is shouting. <laughs> All right, so gut flu, it's a major uh, B word. Can't stop coughing, throat's on fire, was going to get flu shot, but hesitated because of anti-vaxxers propaganda. That's the cause. If you don't want vaccination, keep it to yourself. WTF is wrong with these people. So basically she's saying she's sick. Because she didn't get the uh, the vax because she was uh, being you know impacted by anti-vaxxer messaging, so she's now blaming the anti-vaxxers for her getting sick. It's not like you know she's of a certain age, right? Where you know you get a cold every once in a while. It's not like ever since COVID, now you can never ever get the flu. And in fact, in twenty twenty. One, yeah, it was 2021. There was zero flu. It was only COVID. Yeah, it was only COVID. And then 2022, they're saying it's a, like a record number for uh, flu. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But it's just this disinformation. And, you know, here's um, Robert Malone talking about the vaccines. He's a doctor. I think I'd probably listen to Dr. Malone before I would listen to, say, Cher. Absolutely. We must acknowledge that the genetic COVID-19 genetic injections cause far more harm than good and provide zero benefit relative to risk for the young and healthy. 
They do not reduce COVID-19 infection, which is treatable and not terminal. Furthermore, the most recent data demonstrates that you are more likely to become infected or have disease or even death if you've been vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated people. This is shocking to hear, but it is what the data are showing us. The data now show that these experimental gene therapy treatments can damage your children as well as yourself. They can damage your heart, your brain, your reproductive tissue, and your lungs. This can include permanent damage and disablement of your immune system. We you know, one of the things I'm going to be doing, Leonora, soon is, as you know, I had uh, near life experience, life uh, near death experience. Yes, I know that quite yeah. well, Scott yeah, Adams. You were there. At the <laughs> I hospital. was there by your side. Um, but but check this out. So you know, the thing is, though, I had to get a blood transfusion because I lost a liter of blood during surgery, and so they gave me this transfusion. And just recently, I started thinking, I wonder if that blood was tainted, because I've been reading these articles about tainted blood. And um, you know what I'm talking about, though? It's like some of this blood, people like that New Zealand story, yeah. where they didn't want tainted blood for their daughter, and mm. they totally took the custody of yeah. the daughter. Yeah, uh, It was an unbelievable story that happened about a month ago, but... That's when I started thinking, I better get this checked out because I don't want to have these blood clots either. And, you know, I never, ever got the vaccine, but I did get the blood transfusion in uh, October of 2021. So I don't know. You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it was uh, not tainted with the vaccine. So we'll see. Um, But that's a test I want to get done. All right, so this uh, guy, Tony Heller, writes this. Tony, uh, he's a climate guy, but he says, people who were glued to their television became quickly terrified of the virus, which made them easy targets for the lockdown, mask, and injection scams. And I think what he's trying to say is people who are glued to the television are also uh, impacted by climate. They believe everything they hear. If you hear it enough, it becomes true. Now, there's another story uh, involving Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi. <laughs> I love how you say that. Yeah, Whoopi. So let me explain something. So Lionel writes this. Uh, let me explain something. So listen carefully. This is Whoopi Goldberg. And she is what is clinically known as an idiot. And a woman whose marginal talents decades ago somehow entitle her to opine regarding subject matter she knows nothing about. Ignore her completely. And that's a, kind of a strange thing. But here's um, this where it says Lisa Marie on Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Lisa Marie is over at Fox News. I don't, I don't, on outnumbered. Uh, I've seen her sit there and called Trump a bigot, racist, and all these different things when it turns out that she is the one who is the bigot and has hate in her heart for the Jewish people. And so let's take a listen to this. Statements can have real consequences, and they point to the anti-Semitic incidents that are rising across the country. That she, she knows words matter. Look at her position. She's very effective. 
Why doesn't she realize that these words are hurtful and incendiary to so many communities? Because it's how she views the world. I mean, Joey nailed it at the end there. I mean, she sees today's world through the prism of leftist politics, right, of who they perceive is a victim and who is not. Right. And so that's where she's coming from on this. And is it really an apology when you keep saying it? Right. Like it's, it's actually just what you believe. Right. And it doesn't even matter what she believes. It matters how Hitler viewed it. And Hitler viewed the Jewish people as a race, immutable characteristics. This is why he waged a genocide uh, against them. And so I, I believe it really just comes down to her viewpoint and the way she sees the world. Now, I've seen her sit there and call Trump a bigot or a racist and all these different <laughs> things when it turns out that she's the one who's a bigot and who has hate in her heart for the Jewish people. All right. We have to leave it there. Coming up. And- all right. So, you know, um, I wrote this to that. I, I listened to that and I said, whoopee and her li- <laughs> whoopee and her liberal cronies support anti-Semitism while endorsing segregation. You know, the, the Democrats have always supported. Black Lives Matter supports segregation. Governor Wallace from Alabama was a Democrat, stood in the doorway, didn't want integration. You know, they they were the grandfathers of the grand poobahs of the KKK. They founded the KKK. They fought for slavery, Jefferson Davis versus Abraham Lincoln. You can go on and on. The, the Republican Party was established to abolish slavery. That's what it was. And yet these kids, basically in college, are so snowed that they don't even know their history. And they impact policy because they're a large voting group now. And um, and the thing is, is that, um, like I said, the Jim Crow laws, Democrats' history on racism is horrible. Lyndon B. Johnson passed the civil rights just to lock down a voter block. You know, this whole thing that they're doing, they could care less whether people are living and dying on the southern border, except for the fact that they're doing what the cronies, uh, corporate cronies are t- paying them to do, which is get flood in that slave labor. The same people that um, are endorsing a higher minimum wage are also opening the floodgates to <coughs> cultivate slave, slave labor. The same people that are cold, uh, pushing for minimum wage are bowing to China who doesn't pay their workers at all, hardly at all. Or in the Congo, where these people work for nothing in these mines. So the Democrats are the criminals and the hypocrites to this whole thing. They're the biggest hypocrites. You take me too, and you look over to Harvey Weinstein. Who did he vote for? Right. You look at me, too. And you look at Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Who did they vote for? Right. I mean, the me, too, was a fraud. You look at the kind of uh, womanizing and uh, and sexual harassment in Hollywood. Right. They're all liberals. Virtue signaling. How about John Kerry flying his private jets all over the world talking? Well, he has he's special. He's fighting for climate. No, he's not. Every time he sends that plane up, it's like five cars for the entire year. They're exhaust. No, it's a hoax, folks. It's, it's a, hoax. a hoax, folks. You made a rhyme. <clears throat> so Whoopi and her liberal cronies support anti-Semitism while endorsing segregation. Intolerant of diversity, they virtue signal multiculturalism. Like Me Too is to Epstein, climate is to John Kerry's private jets, Ivy League Ivy Leagues and Hollywood are diversity are to diversity 
or minimum wage to slave labor. I'm so sick and tired of the Democrats getting away with all of this stuff. And we need new leadership. You know, the leadership in Washington is horrid. It's absolutely horrid. And it starts with the old and the new. So this guy named George Santos in, uh, uh, basically was a, a Republican congressman in New York, right? And he says this. It's a complete and total lie. To the point where my grandfather was born in Kiev uh, and left left in the late 20s and migrated to Belgium where he met my grandmother and then started a family. But uh, it's just very vague and faint. We don't carry the, the Ukrainian last name um, for a lot of people who are uh, descendants of World War II refugees or survivors of the Holocaust. So a lot of names and paperwork were changed in, in name of survival. So I don't carry the family last name. That would have been Zabrowski. Uh, I carry my, my mother's maiden name was Devolder, uh, which is the Dutch side of uh, the family. But there's not many. So you notice a couple of key words there. He was like... He was like, it's very vague and faint. Watch, listen. Late 20s and migrated to Belgium where he met my grandmother and then started a family. But uh, it's just very vague and faint. So vague and faint, that's lie number one. That's that's how you get, this is... This is the anatomy of a lie. He also li- he also lied about being Jewish. He also yeah. lied about graduating from college. I mean, he this but, man lied a lot. But this is a this is a good example of how to spot a liar. He just said yeah. it's a very vague and faint. You won't find anything if you look for it, right? And then the name of survival. So I don't carry the family last name. That would have been Zabrowski. Uh, I carry my, my mother's maiden that. name is Devolder, uh, which is the Dutch side of uh, the family. But there's not many. Or survivors of the Holocaust. A lot of names and paperwork were changed. And- a lot of names and paperwork were changed. Yeah. It's vague, very vague and faint. Yeah. Then he uses the word Zorkovsky, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, there's that, right? So you got a Republican there. So everybody's up in arms about this stuff. And, you know, but never mind the fact that. Uh, Never mind the fact that Kevin McCarthy would exploit a, a liar uh, for political gain. Let's take a listen to Kevin McCarthy. But I really want to talk about who's the makeup of this new majority. You heard from some of all already. You know, with Max Miller in Ohio, George Santos in New York, and you had David Kustoff from Tennessee get reelected. He introduced him. Do you realize we have the largest... Republican Jewish caucus in more than 24 years. Not bad, huh? Typical politician, man. Kevin McCarthy, one of the three McRhinos that got to go. McDonnell, McDaniel, and McRyan. I mean, McCarthy. An accident of ethnicity, as I call it. Yeah, (laughs) McCarthy, McDaniels, and McConnell and you should say it McCarthy McConnell McDaniels that way it's in alphabetical order all right no that's really quick <laughs> for you to do that um I'm not that smart but uh, you know Harmy Dillon comes to mind as the great replacement for uh the head of the RNC and I actually think like I said before I think Jim Jordan's too valuable to be speaker actually and I think that someone like an Andy Biggs would be a better solution. And a lot of people are, are leaning that way. 
And right now, McCarthy doesn't have the votes. You only need about seven people to block McCarthy. Yeah. You need 218 votes. So however the split is in the House right now, if it's six or seven, that's all you need. And that's all, that's all um, Matt Gates needs to pull that off. But speaking of Grand Poobah liars, before we get to the uh, RNC, well, no, you know what? We'll get to the RNC thing first. Here's another thing that McCarthy did that was negative, um, and this was, this was uh, Steve King. Totally insane. It's totally yeah. insane. So, so what did he say? He just rejected that. He said, this is a good reporter, the New York Times. They wouldn't get this wrong. Oh, Kevin McCarthy defending the New York Times reporter. Yeah, they would have no motive to. <laughs> you, did he really do that? He really did that. And I, and Why I, is he going to be Speaker of the House? Do you know? I don't know anyone who has read my book that thinks that's a good idea that Kevin McCarthy should be Speaker. And especially any candidates or anybody running for re-election. Because I think there's nobody else. I mean, Scalise, you know, please. No. So I don't. But I like why couldn't, and I, I like Jordan, too. Jim Jordan is like now an ally of his or something. That's that'll happen one day. Oh. Okay. So that was interesting. Steve King. Um, I think Steve King got into some trouble, but McCarthy threw him under the bus. And you know, but here's an uh, here's a um, Andy Biggs making uh, stating his uh, claim. All right. So here we go. Um, Right about here. You're challenging, as we know, House Minority Leader McCarthy's bid to become Speaker. I I just wanted to ask you, how's it going? Are you gaining any support? Yeah, I think so. Quietly, we have uh, a lot of support that's coming in. The question, of course, will always be, Ashley, on on that day one, the Board of Truth, what I call the Board of Truth, when people actually have to say it. But but we feel... Uh, support. Yeah. Um, there are those who will not support me, but there are others who are quietly indicating that they, they'll either support me or someone else. Your challenge. Someone else other than McCarthy is what he's saying mm-hmm. there. And here's another. Uh, oh, I wanted to play this. Okay, this is the old guard. All right, completely out of touch, convicted felon Oliver North on Ukraine. The hundred, he quotes, the $110 billion of taxpayer dollars is money well spent, will create a lot of jobs and generate huge profits for his military industrial complex cronies at the expense of people's lives. Take a listen to this. Is that money well spent? The, the president's assuring us that he's going to deal with it responsibly, but $110 billion, uh, American people aren't seeing that kind of money. It's coming out of their pockets. Well, it's coming out of all of our pockets, but it's money well spent. I, in my humble opinion, this is very much like what Ronald Reagan did back in the 80s. And I do have some no, experience it's not. for that. I know that makes me a lot older than most of our viewers. But in fact, he, he believed in supporting freedom fighters. He did it in Latin America. He did it in Angola, <laughs> Nazi-Bissau, Mozambique. He did it in Afghanistan. Those people were willing, as the Ukrainian people are, to use their blood and our bullets. And by the way, most of that $110 billion total between the 45, the 1.7, and the previous 65, over, one point, over $110 billion, is spent here in the United States. It's provided to contractors and defense logisticians and the kinds of people who build the kinds of systems that we're getting. So most of that money is spent here in America. Good, hardworking Americans have the jobs. And when you look at that kind of an investment, what would be the difference if when the giant does awake? And that's all that's all about communist China. It's just not a plug for this book. The idea of it is to make sure that they get the right message and to make sure that Putin gets the right message. No more invasions. 
And that means the people in Taiwan are going to need the same kinds of weapon systems that we're now providing to the Ukrainian. You know, he's made a fat living off of military industrial complex, mm -hmm. writing books and acting like some sort of knowledgeable pundit. The guy is a total fraud for saying what he just said. Yeah, it's their bullets, uh, their, their, their bloodshed, but our bullets, which makes us wealthy and puts, creates jobs. How out of touch is that? That is insane. The military-industrial complex is tied with the CIA and has waged coups against our own country, as, as a matter of fact. And um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick call. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott Leonore. I know it's late. I'll be quick. This is John from Illinois. You know, I like Ali Noor, but... You know, the truth is, when I hear talk like that, I get so discouraged. Because what I feel like with some of the Republicans, and I know you've talked about a balls and strikes today about the particular issues, Santos and whatever. But the longer arc, I feel like with the present Republican leadership, we may slow down the train or the arc, or we're not going to change the ultimate destination with the Republicans as we are. We need new leadership, and it starts with game. America First policy candidates that, that support making America great again. Really, it's true. And they try to bash it every step of the way, but there's nothing wrong with endorsing America First policies to make America great again. There's nothing wrong with that. Correct. And at times that means we have to be aggressive, but most of the time it means perhaps foreign policy-wise, for example, we're isolationists. And don't worry about it too much. I mean, the, the, the whopper, I go, we don't have time to go to the, the, the misinterpretations and lies about what's going on with Russia or the U.S. aggression around the world. We've been the most aggressive country around the world. It just, it's just the truth, whether you think it was it for a good true. reason or not. Yeah, and we're running out of time, but go ahead. And, you know, so you look at all the spending and whatnot, and then we're throwing money around like water. I, I just, I'm discouraged. The last thing I just say about this, you mentioned, you know, worry about the most racist, this and that. It doesn't matter. These people don't care. I mean, the black vote doesn't care. And young people have been brainwashed for 30 years. We've seen this. Republican governors did yeah. nothing. We didn't change yep. the education system yep. from the bottom up or from the, uh, the top of the universities. And here we are. Right. Well, thank you for calling thank in. You. Happy New, nice year. New Year. All right. Take care. All right. So before we head yeah. out of Judge, I just want to plug my articles, New Year's movies to watch. Go to spectator.org under my name, Leonardo. What are Pagoda. the three movies real quick? Three movies. They are The Apartment. Uh, the Poseidon Adventure and When Harry Met Sally, three All classic right. New Sounds Year's great. Eve movies. I, I actually was, uh, read that article and it's superb. And thank you for that. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. And my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Cravetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out org to make your donation to help us out. And also use Red State as your MyPillow code over at MyPillow.com. Just to bury my kids right up to there.